Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is the John Oakley Show podcast. Study that's just come out, published by the Canadian Medical Association Journal, looking at all individuals aged 10 to 105 in Ontario between 2003 and 2016, and they found that the number of emergency department visits directly attributable to alcohol use grew by around 7%, but the kicker is the rate of visits made by women ages 25 to 29 jumped 240%. And uh, in those ages, uh, 18 to, I guess it's 25, uh, also rather significant and appreciable jumps in the number of cases in emergency departments. And some of the researchers point to broader retail availability of alcohol marketing to young people as being the reason. What our study shows, they say, is that alcohol is a rapidly growing problem in Ontario. That being said... The Ontario Chamber of Commerce has also come out with a report today called Refreshing the Sale of Beverage Alcohol in Ontario. And uh, they want to see reform and uh, perhaps increased activity when it comes to retailing or or distribution. And uh, so I don't know how the two kind of coincide or conflict, but Rocco Rossi has joined us. He's the CEO of the Ontario Chamber of Commerce, and he'll tell us where the chamber at least is coming from. Rocco, good afternoon. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure, Johnny. Great day for talk radio. And, um, you know, you're absolutely right and raises a very, very important uh, point that as we do anything uh, in the area of alcohol, that uh, public health concerns have to be front and center in our mind. And that's why five of the 35 recommendations uh, that we put out in our report today have to do with additional investments in public health, in education, in making sure that uh, the message around uh, responsible consumption is there, around ensuring that we are collecting, because the data you have is from before any changes um, uh, to... Uh, well, but but to that's the, the point you're now, but what you're advocating is expanding or increasing access, and uh, therein may lie a dilemma to square with these results where they're saying wider availability. They're going back to 2003, uh, up until the year 2017, and what they're saying is, you know, I mean, this predates Doug Ford's initiative to even make it greater accessibility. They're saying it's become problematic. So uh, why are you advocating for greater accessibility? And as you pointed out, you know, for for us, this has to be done on a balanced basis. But as you pointed out, those changes came before and had nothing to do with wider uh, availability because that didn't change in that time period and, and particularly as you pointed out with uh, the very large growth within women has a lot more to do with changes in social mores and and in in uh, uh, in freedoms and and behaviors that um, before um, have evolved over over time uh, we unfortunately see it in um, in tobacco consumption among women as well uh, that uh, catches up to uh, male rates. 
That said, what you want to do within the system is come to a balance that both um, uh, encourages the growth of our domestic industry. Uh, this is a $10 billion beverage alcohol, a $10 billion industry in Ontario, $5 billion of which uh, is generated in taxes for the government to pay for the social services that uh, we all enjoy. Uh, and over the years, uh, and it's no one government but accumulation, there's been this piecemeal uh, reform that has led to a lot of inconsistencies that uh, inadvertently uh, punish some and reward others. Uh, All right, let me just stop you there. I yeah. wanted to get down to some of the proposals because what you're talking about reform, you say it's a more complex undertaking than it appears at first glance due to the complexity of legislation and regulation involved. One of your proposals is uh, e-commerce marketplaces, uh, which is interesting because you'd like to see uh, people, even producers, distribute on e-commerce, which is like, you know, around the clock when everybody wants to access a website, they can make purchases. And a third party, like a PayPal or whatever, uh, would handle the processing of payments. Is that not correct? That is correct. The use of, of marketplaces like Amazon, like eBay, like Shopify, that would permit the small and medium-sized producers, the craft brewers, craft distillers, craft ciders, uh, to have more of a level playing field with the big players who can more easily dominate with marketing spend. Um, but and isn't, isn't that going outside the domination. beer store? Isn't that going outside of the beer store agreement? I mean, what I'm trying to understand is the beer store trying to uh, jealously protect their quasi-monopoly. Uh, this kind of circumvents it, doesn't it? Um, some of these uh, proposals can happen right away. Some of them are going to have to be uh, negotiated. Um, and what we wanted to do was to have a comprehensive uh, series of recommendations so that uh, you're looking at the whole system at the same time and don't end up with um, uh, realities like today, a craft cider maker pays more in taxes than a craft brewer does, and yet both uh, source 100% of their uh, ingredients from Ontario uh, farmers, both employ Ontario workers, both largely sell within the Ontario uh, market, but because the reform and legislation around uh, crop ciders happened afterwards and was done on a piecemeal basis, you didn't um, look across the system to make sure that you don't have these inconsistencies. And we have a whole host of other recommendations that, that can be done right away because it's simply a matter of the regulation on the government's books, not anything in any um, contract, for instance, if you're an international passenger and you fly into Halifax, Montreal, Calgary, or Edmonton, uh, you can purchase alcohol 24-7. And who knows what time zone you're in when you're flying uh, internationally, and it's, it's a hospitality opportunity. It's a customer choice, consumer choice opportunity. You, you don't have that at Pearson. Um, this is a simple change that can be made uh, by the government itself um, that uh, does not affect other uh, contracts. 
uh, and that could lead to um, increased economic activity, increased jobs, increased shifts. Um, and uh, Well, you're saying there's a ripple effect. There's a ripple effect that would be beneficial to the economy. I mean, I know the naysayers. I'm on you uh, on your side as far as this is concerned, no. but the naysayers are going to say, well, okay, that's just going to increase access, and then there's greater health costs and uh, yada, yada. So I guess you should anticipate that that would be uh, one of those critiques coming your way. The 100%, and that's why we've added, we, we have centrally those public health issues, but also we're looking we're not doing stuff out of the, the blue. We're looking at stuff that's happening and measures that are happening in other jurisdictions around the world and even within, within Canada. So, you know, are there more issues in Halifax and Calgary and Edmonton and Montreal Airport than there are at Pearson? No. Rocco Rossi is with us, the CEO of the Ontario Chamber of Commerce, and their report out freshing the sale of beverage alcohol in Ontario has a lot of proposals, uh, some of which we've just touched upon. You also talk about uh, allowing members of the domestic wine industry to direct deliver their products to private retail stores or their distribution centers. Again, would that cut out the LCBO? Okay, so that's cutting out the LCBO. They, they, they They do that today to their stores. All right. Well, it's a proposal here in your uh, report, so I'm just wondering about yeah. some of these things like uh, the Alcohol and Gaming Commission allowing Ontario spirits and craft beer producers uh, with a retail store to sell their products at farmers' markets. Today, um, Ontario wines can sell um, their product at farmers' markets, but craft brewers and craft distillers are not. Um, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me from a fairness standpoint, from a local economic development standpoint, and from a consumer choice standpoint. Well, it looks like the big ticket item, as far as I can tell, is this e-commerce platform that allows people to buy online and have it delivered to the home. I mean, uh, I'm surprised the beer store is not doing that. We we bank we bank online. We uh, entertain online, we buy so much online, and today uh, you can online with the LCBO, but this is about providing an opportunity for our small and medium size uh, craft brewers, craft distillers, craft cideries um, to have that leveling through the use of that platform. They may not even be on the LCBO list, but they're a um, they're a licensed uh, producer, uh, and this gives them an opportunity and a, um, a modern, convenient mechanism that consumers are using for many other products um, to use. Well, you know, you couch it as reasonable reform, responsible, I guess, is the other word attendant to that. Uh, let's wait and see if, in fact, the Ford government takes you up on some of these proposals. Rock, I appreciate your weighing in and explaining some of the details. My pleasure. Thanks for the opportunity, Johnny. You got it. Rocco Rossi, the CEO of the Ontario Chamber of Commerce. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.